Blog Talk Radio. listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. So it's my brother, can you spare a dime? My God shall supply my need. Don't have to because I am a seed. every good Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome to When Christian Speak Talk Radio. Today's broadcast, of course, it's Kirsten Bound and Grace from Minister Vanessa Wim. Amen. This is a live broadcast. Amen. This is a live broadcast by Minister, Minister Wim. Uh, the topic is struggles within, believing for a breakthrough. Struggling, struggles within, believing for a breakthrough. So go contact somebody and share this broadcast with your social media. Tell them to come on, call on in and listen in. The telephone number to call in is six. Four six four seven eight zero six six zero live broadcast today. Uh, before I bring Minister um, Van on, and if I did want to remind you that his amount of grace for Minister Van is every Tuesday at seven p.m. Declining to finish work with Reverend Pat Randall's is Thursday at twelve noon. Friday night Joe with Reverend Ray is, is the first, the second, and the fourth Friday at seven p.m. Bread of Life is the first and the third Sunday, and the first, the first and the third Sunday. At 7 p.m. And of course, um, um, the first challenge to change with Pastor Paul Morgan is Wednesday at 7 p.m. A monthly broadcast hour follows. Lifeline with is Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Bold and the Beautiful with Reverend Novena Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Adoration with Evangelist Lewis McElwain is every third Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Match Takeover. The Body of One with Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson every fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. Hour three, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk with, with Ray, Antonio, Tyrone, Cleophus, and Elton every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Midday Glory Prayer Reverend Gwen Dixon every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a free conference call number. This is a prayer line. The number is 712-770-5505. That's code is 732-499. Please, again, check us out at whenchristianspeak.com um, um, our website. There's a lot more information to be given out to you. But, again, I want to, again, welcome Minister Vanessa Graham uh, with us today for His Abound and Grace with Minister Vanessa, the struggles within, believing for a breakthrough. Minister Van. Praise God, Reverend Ray. Thank you so much. God bless you. Yes, the message this evening is the struggles within, believing for a breakthrough. But before we get into the message, I just want to welcome everyone again. I want to welcome you to this segment of When Christians Speak Talk Radio, um, His Abounding Grace Broadcast. We are just so excited that you you are um, with us this evening. And I I actually count it a privilege to be part of this wonderful network of brothers and sisters in Christ who are spreading the gospel, trying to encourage people. Um, I thank God for our founder, Reverend Ray. Uh, who you just heard from, 
uh, who founded this ministry, and, and God has just done a wonderful work in his life, and I thank God for that. But we expect people's lives to be changed, to be changed in such a way that they'll go out and make a difference in someone else's life. I wanted to tell you that the, his abounding grace segment was taken from Romans 5th chapter and the 20th verse, where the scripture says, Moreover, the law entered, that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. You know, his abounding grace is a marvelous gift that we oftentimes take for granted. It's because of his grace that we get second chances. It's because of his grace that we are not consumed. It's because of his grace that we know the enemy is already defeated. So instead of using his grace as an opportunity to continue to sin, we should be continually praising God that through his precious blood, the precious blood of Jesus Christ, grace did much more abound. Our prayer is that this message will encourage you and will strengthen your relationship with God. And if you do not have a personal relationship with his son, Jesus Christ, our prayer is simply that this message will convict you and touch your heart so that you will want to get to know Jesus for yourself. Let us go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, Lord God. Thank you, Father, for your grace and for your mercy, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for another opportunity to share your word. Father, you told us in your word that when it goes forth, it will not return unto you, Lord. It will go out and accomplish that which you have purpose for it to accomplish. So, Father, we know it's not about us. It's all about you. Father, I ask right now that ears will be open and hearts will be open to be sensitive and to receive this word so that they can be encouraged and so they can, again, go out and encourage someone else. We thank you, Father, for the, your word. We thank you that it's going to go out. And we just give you honor, glory, and praise right now because you and you alone are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Well, our main text is going to come out of Mark, the ninth chapter. Mark, ninth chapter. The 23rd verse says, Jesus says unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And the 24th verse says, And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Let me just give you some background um, here. Jesus had taken Peter, James, and John up to the top of a mountain. So no one else was there. He left the rest of the disciples down, and he took the three of them with him. And during their time up on the mountain, um, they witnessed such an exceeding um, transformation of Jesus. Um, his raiment became shiny, exceeding white as snow, and then appeared unto the Elias with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. So Jesus and these three disciples, Peter, James, and John, come down from the mountain. And as soon as they get down to the bottom of the mountain, they find this great crowd surrounding the other nine disciples. And some Jewish leaders argued, arguing with them. They were arguing with the disciples. Jesus figure out Jesus and the disciples were watching them. And then the crowd sees Jesus coming, and they're excited because they've seen, some of them have seen miracles be performed um, in, in the past. So as he came towards them, they ran out to greet him, and he asked, what is all this about? So Mark, the ninth chapter, the 17th verse, one of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son to you to heal. He can't talk because he is possessed by a demon. And whenever that demon is in control of him, 
it dashes him to the ground and makes him form at the mouth, grind his teeth, and become rigid. So I begged your disciples to cast out the demon, but they could not do it. But they could not do it. So the 30th the 20th verse says, So they brought the boy, but when he saw Jesus, the boy, when he saw Jesus, the demon convulsed the child horribly, and he fell to the ground, riveting and forming at the mouth. Jesus asked the father, how long has he been this way? How long? And the father replied, since he was a little child, since he was very small. And the demon often makes him fall into the fire or into water to kill him. Oh, Lord, have mercy on us and do something if you can. This brings us to our main text this evening, the 23rd verse. If I can, Jesus asked, anything is possible if you have faith. Anything is possible if you have faith. The father instantly replies to Jesus, I do have faith, but help me to have more. Help my unbelief. Help me to have more, Lord. Jesus sees the crowd is growing and he rebukes the demons and, and he tell, commands them to come out of this child and to enter him no more. The demons scream terribly loud. The boy convulses and leaves the boy. And then he lays on the ground, limp and motionless, as if he's dead. The crowd is mumbling, is he dead? What's going on? But God, Jesus takes him by the hand and helps him to his feet. And he stood up and was all right. How many know that the devil cannot stand to be in the presence of Jesus? The word of God lets us know that at the name of Jesus, the enemy flees. Can you imagine what this evil spirit felt when it saw the very physical presence of Jesus? What a powerful name, Jesus. Now, brothers and sisters, I figure just like this dad struggled with believing for the healing of his son, we all struggle sometimes. But get this. He was very transparent with Jesus. He said, Lord, I believe, but sometimes I'm having trouble believing, so I need your help. Lord, I believe you can heal my son, but doubt sometimes show his ugly head. Help my belief. Doubt. Now, I'm going to ask you, could there be hidden barriers that are causing you unbelief? Could there be hidden barriers that are causing you unbelief? Are there things going on in your life that are weighing heavy on you and causing your focus to be diverted elsewhere? Instead of trusting and believing God, taking him at his word, are there barriers that are getting in the way? Okay, during this message, I want to share eight barriers that could be hindering your faith. We might not get through all of them. Time might not allow us to discuss all eight, but we'll give it a try, okay? I'll list them up, up front just in case we don't get to all of them, and then we might have to do that or make a part two. But these, these barriers, some of these barriers are, number one, not spending time in prayer, not meditating on God's word. Three. Not renewing your mind. Four, unconfessed sins. Five, unforgiveness. Six, sin of omission. Seven, getting in God's way. Mm. And eight, not praising God. Not praising God. Not worshiping, praising God in spite of what you're going through. Okay, so those, that's the list, and again, we might not get to all of them this evening, but we know that faith, what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Several um, 
versions um, of, of the Bible, uh, Living Bible says it's confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it ahead. The New Living Translation says faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. The NIV version says now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. The struggles within, believing for your breakthrough. Do you find yourself torn between two opinions? Torn between believing that what you are hoping for will come to pass and torn between struggling with your faith? Lord, I believe you, but just not sure if you will do it for me. So you struggle with your faith in a particular situation? Lord, I know you are able to do anything, but I just don't know if you want to do this for me. Faith, hoping, anticipating, expecting, believing. Do you find yourself saying, Lord, I believe you would turn this situation around. Please help me overcome my unbelief. Lord, I believe. Please help me put aside my own feelings, my own securities, my own anxieties. Lord, I believe. Please help me. Are you transparent with God? He already knows, but do you verbalize it? Lord, I believe your word. I believe you can do this, but Lord, help me to strengthen my faith. Help me, Lord, to stand firm on your word. Is your faith faltering? Does the problem you are currently face seem like an uphill battle? One moment you believe in things are going to be all right, the next moment you find yourself doubting. One moment you're standing still, resting in him. The next moment you're trembling, allowing fear to overwhelm you. Are you struggling between two opinions? The need to stand firm on God's word and the need to put your faith aside and allow doubt or and allow doubt to rule. Do you find yourself stuck in the middle? How oftentimes have you said to yourself, Lord, I know I believe that God is able. I know I believe God's desire is for me to be healed. I know his desire is for me to be in good health, even as my soul prospers. I know I believe God's desire is for me to be in a healthy relationship. I know that God desires that I be financially sound. I know all of this. I know I believe this, but my head. It's so confused. Lord, I believe. Just help my unbelief. If the truth be told, all of us have struggled with our faith while believing for our breakthrough. Now, I may not know what you are experiencing right now, but God knows. I may not understand what you're going through and why you're going through what you're going through right now, but guess who knows? God does. Perhaps you feel as if you're dealing with a dead situation. Perhaps this is one of those difficult times in your life when you're struggling with your faith. Well, even if you don't admit it, God knows and he sees your struggles. Guess what? He cares for you, my sister. He loves you, my brother. And he is well able to make an escape route for you. So you might find yourself thinking, I believe in the Father. I believe in the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe that with God all things are possible. I believe that he's willing to do far more than I could ever ask or think. I believe but God, in this particular situation, I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. Struggling with faith. Struggling with faith. 
John 10, 10 says, The thief cometh not but to, for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus is speaking here, and he says, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Steal, kill, and destroy. That's what the enemy comes for. He wants to steal your joy, kill your dreams, destroy your witness, and destroy your testimony, if nothing else. So oftentimes we've been made to feel like we're weak if we ask for help. But don't you realize that your weakness is made strong in Christ? Doesn't Jesus tell us in 1 Peter 5, 1, to cast all of our cares upon him, for he cares for us? Why is this so hard to do? You know, we often talk a good talk, can't we? But do we really trust him? Do we really trust him? Lord, I believe. Please help my unbelief. Oh, we know our thoughts and our words should be pleasing to God. We know our thoughts and our words should be faith-filled, but sometimes we allow stress to overtake us. If we are already overcomers through Christ, and the word of God lets us know we are, why is it that we allow situations and life's challenges to dictate how we are going to live? How we are going to live? Do past experiences teach us anything? The same God that took care of you yesterday, the same God that took care of you last week, the same God that took care of you last year, it's the same God. He's ever-present. He's the same God. God does not change. He said he promised he'd be with you all times, and guess what? He's there. If you go into his outstretched arms, don't you know there's no need to worry? For he's covering you. He's your protector. He's your shield. He is your shield. Let's think about this for a minute. Let's think about this for a minute. Do you say, okay, God, I'm handing this situation over to you right now? Or do you allow anxiety to take root in your mind, allowing it to get bigger and bigger until it grows monumental? And then as an afterthought, after you've done all you can do, then you go to God and say, okay, I give it to you now. I give it to you now. Okay, I promise you we're going to talk about some of those barriers. So let's get to that. Let's get to some of those barriers that prevent us from believing God for our breakthrough. And these barriers, I didn't list them in any particular order, okay? So just apply them to your life and see where you are. If you will, do a self-evaluation as you're listening. Number one, not spending time in prayer. Now, we all know the Word of God tells us to seek Him first in all things, right? And prayer is a two-way communication with God. Now, that's, this is a topic that we could spend a whole lesson on, just on prayer. And we've done that before. But that's not the focus of this message I'm just kind of highlighting right now. Prayer is, is number one barrier. Again, not in a particular order, but prayer. Why do we struggle with our faith instead of going to God in prayer? When we have full and unconditional access to our Father, who is the King of kings and Lord of lords. We have unconditional access to God through his son. We don't need to stand in any long lines. We don't need to wait to get a glimpse of him passing by. We don't need an appointment. We don't need a top secret clearance. We just don't need to uh, worry about any of those things. We have unlimited free access to our Heavenly Father through his son, Jesus Christ. You see, it's already been paid for. So have you ever thought about this phone line never busy? When you call, you see there's a three-way conversation going on. For you see, it's only through Jesus Christ that you can get to God. So when you call on God in the name of Jesus, <laughs> Jesus intercepts the call and stays on the line while he puts your call through. I like that. 
when you go to God, when you call on God, Jesus intercepts the call and stays on the line while he puts your call through. We have full, unconditional access to our Father. And Jesus is listening in, making intercession for us. You see, Romans 8, 34 says, Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. So whenever we go to God in prayer with a pure heart, Jesus stands ready, making intercession for us. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. That's prayer, one of the barriers. Another barrier is not meditating on God's word, not studying to show yourself approved. So I'm just here to encourage you, okay, share some scriptures with you. Whenever you find yourself struggling with your faith, go to God's word and allow his word to comfort you. Allow it to remind you of just how powerful he is. I know within ourselves it's not easy. But you see, sis, when we grab a hold of the scriptures, when we meditate on them, when we spend time praising and worshiping God for who he is, we will learn to rest in him. We will learn to rest in him. In our main text, we start off with Mark 9th chapter. We saw that Jesus takes the boy by the hand and helps him to his feet. The boy appeared to be dead, but just a touch from Jesus. The same Jesus who took this little boy by the hand and helped him to his feet is the very same Jesus who stands ready right now to turn your situation around for your good. Don't go by what you see. Don't go by what you hear. Just trust in the Lord. Stand firm in the Lord. Stand firm in the Lord. But the enemy means for evil, I am a witness that God will turn it around for your good. God will turn it around for your good. Let's go to another story in the Bible, Luke, the 8th chapter and the 22nd verse. This is where Jesus calms the storm, Luke 8, 22. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. Now remember Jesus told them, let's cross over to the other side. And remember who is speaking, Jesus is. And he says to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. So they get in the boat and they start out. And as they sail across, Jesus settles down for a nap. But a fierce storm comes down on the lake. The boat starts filling with water, and they are in real danger, or so they think. The disciples are afraid. They're in terror. And they go and they wake Jesus up, and they're shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. When Jesus wakes up, he rebukes the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly, the storm stopped, and all was calm. Then he asked his beloved disciples, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed, and they said, who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. Hmm, Lord, I believe. Just help my unbelief. Now you see, at the beginning of this text, Jesus tells his disciples, let us cross over to the other side. I wonder if you got that. Then the storm arises. Why didn't the disciples remember all the miracles that Jesus had already performed that they had witnessed? What made them doubt who he was or what he could do? What made them shake with fear and doubt? What elements were working in their lives that they needed to wake up their master? When Jesus woke up, 
He rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Jesus wants to calm your spirit today. He wants to call, he wants you to be still and know that God is God. He wants you to be still and know that God is God. Lord, I believe. I believe in the God of all gods. I believe that you are the creator of all universe. Lord, I believe you are the doctor of all doctors. I believe you are the lawyer in the courtroom. You are mind regulator mm, and a heart transformer. Lord, I believe that you are the God of miracles. But you, could you please help my unbelief? Just be real with him. Be real with him. Believe God for your breakthrough. Meditate on God's word. Meditate on God's word. You see, um, the Mark 9, 23, Jesus said, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Let's go to another barrier. Third barrier is not renewing your mind. Not renewing your mind. This comes actually hand in hand with not meditating on God's word, you see. For you simply cannot renew your mind if you don't fill it with the word of God. Because I'm born again, my heart knows what is the right thing to do, but oftentimes my head gets in the way. My heart knows what my head gets in the way. Why? Because I'm not renewing my mind. Romans 12, 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's why the word tells us to renew our minds daily. Let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. Meditate on God's word and allow the scriptures to renew your mind. First Peter 5, 7 tells us to cast all of our cares on Jesus. Meditate on that. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, walk by faith and not by sight. Meditate on God's word. Psalms 107 and the second verse says, I am redeemed from the hand of the enemy. That's another scripture to meditate on. First Peter 2.24 says, I am healed by his stripes. Meditate on God's word. Let's get real. Unless you renew your mind daily with, these, with those things that only come from God, the stress and anxiety of just living in this crazy world of sin will consume you. 2 Corinthians 10th chapter and 5th verse says, Cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bring it into captivity every thought for the obedience of Christ. In other words, every time you get a negative thought, my brother, cast it down in the name of Jesus. Then quickly replace it with the scripture. Replace it with the word of God. If, if thoughts of doubt and anxiety come to your mind, Cast it down, my sister. It's an imagination that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. They replace it with scriptures like 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. If thoughts of despair, despair, gloom, and doom come into your mind, first do what? Cast it down. It's an imagination that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. Replace it with scriptures like Colossians 1 and 27, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. If thoughts of loneliness come into your mind, and I know we all get lonely. I know we all get lonely. We're coming out of a terrible season of the pandemic, and um, a, a lot of us have been isolated. A lot of us have been quarantined. A lot of us have not had um, been able to, be, to socialize with folks. So you could be lonely. 
I know I've been lonely. I know we have lonely moments. But cast it down because it is an imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Then we place the scriptures like John 14, 18, where Jesus himself speaks. And Jesus says, I will not leave you comfortless. That's a promise. I will come to you. You see, we allow our minds to wander over to the land of worry, especially about things that are out of our control. When Matthew, the sixth chapter, and the 27th verse tells us, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his statue? Get a hold of Matthew 6 and 27. Study that text and, and just um, let it take root in your mind. Let it take root in your mind. Uh, another barrier, fourth barrier, is unconfessed sins. Mm. Unconfessed sins. First John one nine. First John one nine says, "If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins." And guess what? He will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know that little thing you did way back then, and you didn't think that God even noticed. Yeah, it's been so long ago. You haven't even given it a second thought lately. But you never, ever asked for forgiveness. Sure, you were saved, but you said, never said, I'm sorry about that, Lord. I'm sorry about that. Oh, it was just a little petty thing. And it didn't dawn on you to simply ask for forgiveness. How many know that there are no little petty sins? There are no little petty sins. Why, it's no question that your unconfessed sin displeases God. I want you to get this. While it's no question that your unconfessed sin displeases God, I believe, and maybe it's just me, I believe it is your stubbornness to admit that you sinned, whatever it was, and your failure to seek forgiveness, your stubbornness that displeases him more. For you see, the moment you ask for forgiveness, your slate is wiped clean. You are forgiven. You can't hide behind any unconfessed sins. You can't do it. Another barrier it's the sin of omission. How many of us often think of that as a barrier or think of that as a sin? I should have done something, but I didn't do it. I chose to ignore the sin of omission. I should have responded differently. Instead, I snapped at that person. The sin of omission. You deliberately ignored someone's cry for help instead of praying about how you could help. A sin of omission. You know you heard the Holy Spirit's quiet, still voice telling you to give that couple a couple of dollars, a couple hundred dollars, or whatever, but you refuse to hear the heat to that voice, thinking to yourself, I know he can't be talking to me. I really need that money myself, a sin of omission. It's 12 midnight. You're tired. You know God's telling you to pray for such and such a person. You can see that person's face before you, a strong urge to pray, but you're tired, and all you want to do is rest. All you want to do is roll over and go back to sleep, but you keep seeing this person's face. But you crawl underneath that nice warm cover, saying to yourself, there's always tomorrow. The Lord knows my heart. A sin of omission. The brother said something that didn't quite set right with you, so you told him off, making excuses for yourself, saying things like, who does he think I am? He, oh, he, it's all right. He knows I'm just in one of my moods. And you never apologize for your nasty, short-tempered attitude, a sin of omission. Nothing to think about. Something to think about. Barriers. The sixth barrier 
It's the harboring unforgiveness towards someone. Harboring unforgiveness towards someone. Colossians 3.13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man has a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you forgive him. You keep trying. You keep trying to patch up old wounds by covering up with old bandages. Why not trust God? Why not trust God, my sister, to heal your wounds totally? Why don't you go ahead and forgive? That brother might have harmed you. That brother might have uh, walked out on you. That brother might have mistreated you, might have abused you. You got to forgive him. God will make it right. He wants to touch them deep down into your spirit and heal those wounds that no band-aid can heal. He wants to clean you up real good. And there won't be any scars when you give it over to God. There won't be any residue when you give it over to God. You see, he'll replace it with such wonderful peace and joy. Peace and joy. He'll make you clean deep down on the inside. Somebody needs to listen tonight. Don't live in the shadows of yesterday. Don't let that rob you of your future. Let it go. Let it go. Forgive others today and live. Let it go. It's not worth it. Forgive. It'll be like a burden lifted. You can take a deep breath and you can breathe out and say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Father. But I'm not burdened down anymore. I'm not weighted down anymore. I thank you. Let it go. The seventh barrier is get it in God's way. Get it in God's way. Why do we get all up in there and mess up stuff? Are we the sheep or are we the shepherds? How many know that we are not the shepherds of our own pastures? Psalms 100 and the third verse says, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. When we allow situations to make us anxious or stressed, what we really are doing is, get this, shifting the burden from God's strong shoulders to our own weak shoulders, to our own weak shoulders. Lord, I believe. Help me, Lord God. Help me. Strengthen my faith, Lord God. We really get in God's way when we start doubting his ability to handle the situation. Don't take your ass off of God. Trust and believe God, but he'll never fail you. Don't get in God's way. Get, get this. I don't know if you know this or not, but guess what? God does not need an assistant. We know we all are guilty of getting into God's way at one time or another, but now get out of the way and thank God for second chances. Ask him to rekindle your faith in him. Feel no evil, for isn't God still with you? Remember his rod and his staff, they still comfort you. Remember his eyes on the sparrow, and he watches over you every moment. And guess what? We are much more precious to him than even the sparrow is. Don't you know he created us in his own image? That makes you special, my sister. That makes you special. Yes, cast your cares upon him. Matthew 11, chapter, the 28th and the, through the 31st says, Come unto me, again, this is Jesus speaking, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you should find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's Jesus speaking. 
Jesus knows life isn't easy for us. He knows we're going to get weary sometimes. He knows everything. He knows sometimes the road is going to get a little rough and the hills are going to get hard to climb for us. We're human. He knows that. But he knows when we think we've gotten to the end of our rope, but he says, I made provision for you. I made provision for you. Take, come unto me, let me carry your burden. I'll carry the load and you can rest. You can rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me and you can rest. He wants to guide us through his spirit. He wants us to learn of him, to get to know him, to spend time with him. Again, how do we do this? By studying his word. Only then can we truly believe that he is working out everything for our good. Only then will we start worrying about tomorrow. Only then will we know the true meaning of the song, his eyes are on the sparrow, and I know he's watching me. Only then will our faith be strengthened. Believe God for your breakthrough, my brother. Stop struggling with your faith and start standing on the word of God. The scripture tells us if God be for us, he's more than the world against us. Do you believe his words? Do you believe his word? Redirect your focus. Redirect your focus. Instead of looking at your circumstances and allow your circumstances to dictate, to dictate how you're going to live, look up to Jesus and live. And the last barrier that I want to touch, and I'm skipping a lot of meat into each of these barriers, but maybe we'll do this again in more depth, but this shouldn't be the last one. That's why I said I didn't put them in any type of order, but get this. How many spend enough time praising and worshiping him? Regardless of what you're going through, give him praise. Give him worship. Well, sister, you don't know what I'm going through. What do I have to give him praise for? Because of who he is because of who he is, because he's God, and without him there is no other. Give him praise. Give him the honor. Let him restore um, the peace that's already yours. He's already given him you because he is the Prince of Peace. Praise God. Praise him. Spend some time just praising. How about going to God and not asking for anything, just praising him and worshiping him? Spend a time, couple of minutes just thanking him. Lord, I thank you because who you are. I praise your name because you're worthy. I love you, God. Honor you, Father. God, you're so worthy, Lord God. You're so worthy, Lord God. Lord, I just praise your name, Lord God. You woke me up this morning, Father. You didn't have to do it, but you did. You let the sun shine bright today, Lord God, and I thank you. Thank him. In the midst of your pain, you may be experiencing pain, but if you lift your hands and praise the Lord, just give him the honor and glory and praise. It shifts. The focus from your pain. It shifts the focus from your circumstances. It shifts the focus of what you see, hear, or smell, or touch. It shifts it to the Almighty God. And the Word of God said, when praises go up, blessings, sure enough, going to come down. Praise Him. Praise Him. Philippians 4th chapter says, In the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. In this scripture, we read Paul uses a military term when he acknowledges the Philippians to God, your heart and mind through Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus. When situations arise that tend to bring anxiety and stress to you, say to yourself, whose report am I going to believe? Whose report am I going to believe? I'm going to come to a close. I'm going to skip a lot of this, but I, I just want to encourage you tonight. I want you to just... 
just spend some time praising him. Just spend some time thanking him for what he's already done. Thanking him because he's the same God that took care of you, like I said earlier, before. And he's the same God that's with you today. Praise him. Praise him at all times regardless of your situation. Praising God is definitely a sure enough proof way for getting rid of the weary. When you praise him, you not only have this peace, but you have joy, unspeakable joy, unspeakable joy. Let this be your daily prayer. Lord, I thank you for being my refuge and my strength. Lord, I thank you for always being there for me, a very present help in my times of trouble. Lord, you know my struggles, but I thank you that in spite of everything, you're still with me. So in spite of everything that's going on, I still have joy deep down on the inside. And get this, this is that joy that the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. Praise God. Now, I've discussed some of these barriers that will prevent you from using your faith. These barriers will uh, keep you at a standstill if you allow them to. These are barriers. Go back and listen to this message whenever you can, and just um, do a self-evaluation, okay, um, and just know that you've got to spend time in prayer. You gotta meditate on God's word. You gotta renew your mind on a daily basis, okay? You gotta confess any unforgiveness, um, any hidden uh, unforgiveness. You gotta confess it. Praise Him, praise Him, praise. Give Him the praise. And um, you just gotta remember that you can't get in God's way. Don't get in God's way. In order to stay on your faith journey, you need to keep your eyes on Jesus. Allow God to do what God does best, and that's take care of us. The struggles within me, believing God for my breakthrough, believing God for my breakthrough. Now, perhaps you've been listening to me, and you haven't made that most important decision in your life. You could be whole right now by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior at this very moment. If you're not saved, if you've not repented of your sins and accepted Jesus into your heart, that is, if you're not 100% sure that you breathe your last breath right now, you spend eternity in heaven. I want you to listen very closely. Nobody else can save you. Trust Jesus today. There is only one way to God, and that's through his son, Jesus Christ. John 14, 6 tells us, and Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Acts, the fourth chapter, the twelfth verse, says, neither is there salvation in any other, but there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So I ask you, are you born again? Are you saved? Have you made the confession that Jesus Christ is Lord? Romans 10, 9 says that if you should confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You need to admit that you are a sinner. Romans 3, 10 says there is none righteous. No, not one. You need to be willing to, be willing to return from your sin, that's to repent. And you need to believe that Jesus Christ died for you, that he was buried, and he rose from the dead. Romans 10, 10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. Through prayer, right now, you can invite Jesus into your life to become your personal Savior. For Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So what's a prayer? You can repeat this prayer right after me right now if you have not accepted him as your Savior. Dear God, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. 
I believe that Jesus Christ shed his precious blood and died for my sin. I am willing to turn from sin. I now invite Christ to come into my heart and my life as my personal Savior. That's it. If you did it with your heart, if you did it sincerely with your heart, guess what? You are truly now my brother and my sister. If you trusted God as your personal Savior, you have got a very wonderful, beautiful life with him. Now get a good Bible if you don't already have one and get to read, to study uh, it daily. That's how you get to know him. And don't forget prayer. Don't forget prayer. Get into a local church, get baptized, worship and fellowship and serve others where Christ is preached and the Bible is the final authority. And then don't be selfish with this thing. Tell others about Christ. Amen. Tell others about Christ. So I just, I'm going to end this in prayer, but I want to give you my email. And so if you have any prayer requests, you can send it to His Abounding Grace 4, the number 4, ever, E V E R, at gmail.com. His Abounding Grace Forever at gmail.com. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word that's gone forth. We know, Lord God, that it is not returned unto you empty-handed, Father, that it's gone out in purpose that which you have purposed it to do, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for the souls that have just confessed, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, this they're sealed right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for those, Lord God, who are strengthening their relationship with you, Lord God. And, Lord, we thank you that they'll be encouraged to go out and encourage someone else. Father, we give you all the honor, glory, and praise right now because you are so worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name, in the mighty, precious name of Jesus, we pray. Thank God and amen. 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 Thank you, Minister Van, for that awesome word. Amen. The struggle of sin, believing for a breakthrough. Again, uh, if you'd like to send a prayer request, especially in this day and time that we live in now, to Minister Van, you can do so by going by going to um, Peace About the Grace. Uh, what was it again, Minister Van? Peace About the Grace, the number four, and then E V E R ever at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, again, I want to thank you for listening to Minister Vanessa. Minister Vanessa, please join us again next week at the same time at 7 p.m. God bless you. Thanks again, Minister Van, for all awesome work. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.